0: Welcome to another episode of the Bench Time Podcast, presented by H.O. Scale Customs. Now buckle up, you fine scale freaks. What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? And welcome to episode 14 of the Bench Time Podcast, presented by H.O. Scale Customs. we got Brett and Todd Wiley here, as usual. And uh, I think real quick, we're going to push something that we push normally at the end of our podcast, but we're going to do it at the beginning this week. Um, Patreon. We have a Patreon page up and running. There's a bunch of different levels that you can contribute to. Um, it's a monthly thing. We're not trying to beg and plead here, but you know our podcasts and, and our website and everything costs money. And right now we're running it all self-funded. So if you love our stuff, I know we get a lot of good comments, and we love hearing from you guys saying that you love our podcast. Uh, It would be awesome to help kind of cover our podcast costs and you can start anywhere from a dollar a month to whatever. There's a bunch of different levels. I think it goes up to like 20 bucks a month. We don't really care. We're just trying to help cover our costs for hosting and our podcasting equipment and recording and editing gear. So if you love it, go over to patreon.com forward slash HO scale customs and check it out. Become a patron of the page. When you're a patron, we send you some cool freebies. And if you're a patron for a certain amount of time, you start to you can actually get some cool, uh, like you know, like uh, cool different gifts from us. And one of them is like a handmade building. We'll make a small little structure for you, things like that. So again, if you and want a hug. our page, you get a hug from us. You get a hug too if we ever see you <laughs> and, and your hug and a and beer
1: or or whatever your your beverage of choice is. Whenever yeah. we meet at a show or right. something well, like that, which I plan to do, not just with Patreon sponsors which of course i will but i think we should do it patrons anybody out there and we go to a show we run into you introduce yourself We go grab a burger or something and take a break i'm right. all
0: about that introduce yourselves right well i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt either way if you love our stuff uh right now we're doing this all out of our pocket and uh we could probably do a lot more cool stuff as far as video and be able to purchase more um purchase more stuff to demo for you guys and kind of be able to get our name out there more. If you, if you know, if we got a couple patrons to help kind of cover the costs of everything, because as we said, it's a lot of pocket. So we're done with that little pitch again, Patreon.com forward slash H O scale customs, become a patron of the page, join a cool little community of model railroaders. We're trying to create a neat little community here, Uh, of listeners that are into this stuff. And not just model railroaders. I know we have some military guys out there too. So again, head head on over there. There's also a link on our website if you want to just go check it out there. So with that, let's start out the show. Um, I think real quick we're going to cover some stuff that we – a little bit of uh, housework from the last week since our last show. And I think the big issue or the big ticket item to talk about this week is – our improper pronunciation of tiki or Tyke. We had the big we had the big debate about it last weekend or last week. And uh, we had two people, we had uh, Ken, a listener named Ken and listener Marty reach out to us both on our Facebook pages about the correct pronunciation of that brand, and uh, it's like saying itchy, but with a T. So apparently it is. Yeah, so the, both of them said it. it's like saying Stitchy, but just take the S off, so it's Titchy. So thank you guys. We will try our very best to correct ourselves. It might slip every now and then, but Titchy. Now we both know the answer, and we were both wrong. Uh, yeah, I'm glad I know it now. <laughs> we've been wrong before, so yeah, we're, there's some... we're, we're used to that.
1: Yeah. Well, there's some other names out there, too, like... I, there for a while, I was calling from FOS. They yeah, have Doug Foscali. Fiscal, F- but you I was calling, calling Foscali. Fiscal, yeah, F-O, Yeah, I was calling it Foscale, Foscale. Yeah, and now it's Foscali. Is what I <laughs> so so from what I hear, and that might be wrong. I don't know what the well, hell his name is.
0: Uh, but so, I should anyways, have asked him when I yeah. We should have. Well, we'll see him again. Yeah. But uh, right. Thanks. Thank you, Marty and Ken, for clarifying that to us and. You know, if the uh if the Titchy company is listening to this at all, we'd probably love to get you guys on since we were pronouncing your name so wrong uh for such a long time. We should get you guys on and uh have a little chat. So if you're listening, reach out. But uh anyways, with that we have a couple more housekeeping items that I wanted to go over and we're at we always ask for feedback from you guys, and I think we usually cover feedback at the end of the show when people probably are starting to tune out, but we're going to start covering feedback in the beginning of the show. That way, we get it all out of the way right away. If you contacted us, you get to hear your name in the show in the beginning. So uh, we got a email from one of our listeners, Greg Baker, who also goes by Mountain Goat Greg on his Facebook page. He's always I love that post- name. He's always posted a bunch of awesome stuff. He, I know he enters a bunch of contests and that's actually what he reached out to us about. Um, my dad and I last week were talking about possibly running a contest for podcast listeners and website viewers to make a model. We don't really know the parameters of the contest yet. Just some kind of a fine scale uh, modeling contest with our listeners. Uh, but Greg reached out to us. Let me pull his email up real quick. I apologize guys. Uh, da, 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 da. all right. I got his email. He said just finished up listening to episode 13 and he heard a bit about the contest and he's interested in it. Uh, very interested in it. He liked the, uh, the NMRA contest. He just did online. Uh, he did a, he did a pretty cool model for that. It was all over his Facebook page. Um, but he gave us some ideas rather, you know, doing them on a, a square foot footprint or a couple of different size parameters or, you know, uh, some different suggestions for a contest. So we will take into consideration what he sent us and try to shape up some kind of a contest here in the future. So we want to thank Greg for sending that one. We also had a email from a listener, Dan Pugach, who has, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, Dan, but... He has been contacting us a bunch. He used to be all over our Instagram, and now he's uh, emailing back and forth with us, and he's also uh, on Pinterest a lot. And he was listening to episode nine, so about a month and a half ago when I was talking about building a library on our city. Remember that? Yep. And he actually said he agreed 100% with me. Thanks, Dan. You're getting getting the uh, kudos from me, not my dad. Because he agrees with me, Dad. But anyways, he uh, agrees with having a library in the city, and he goes into saying there's no really standard building look for a library, uh, and and the interior details, if you could do it, is really what excels with a library. Uh, he told me to check out the library in my hometown, and he attached a picture of it in Easton, Massachusetts, which is kind of, you know, the the era the area that we're modeling, kind of the uh, northeastern town. Area, uh, but, 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 he he said we also have a town hall next door and a passenger station that were made by the same architect at, at the same time and they work together. The library was built from 1877 to 1879, so it's a very old building uh, and it's been around for a while. But the library opened in well, the building opened in March 10th, 1883. So he sent some pictures. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna do that style. It's kind of castley looking, but uh. I do think our building, our city needs a library. So, I appreciate yeah, his feedback. Cool. Yeah, I appreciate his feedback on it. And we were talking. Th- I think the discussion during that episode, just, you and I were talking about the lack of civic type buildings in a yeah. it, that that from from model manufacturers, how it's all bars and and garages right. and and warehouses, and there's really no civic buildings like hospitals or uh, doctors' offices, libraries, police stations. Uh, there's very few fire halls, but things like that. So, thank you, Dan. I love your idea for the library, and we will start. And you kit, I- and you kit manufacturers get on that make a library
1: <laughs> make a fire station make a police station make something i know not not talking about the ones that are you know the your big your big manufacturers i'm talking about you you craftsman kit manufacturers make some of these municipality buildings right get on make it. them
0: don't make them look like the the european style uh firehouses that's all i really ever see is like the european uh, style firehouses or police stations. Yeah. That's, that's really it. Yeah, so, right. yeah, get on it guys. The burden is now on the manufacturers are, yeah. we, we are using the power of our small size <laughs> podcast to get it out there. And do it. <laughs> but no, really, it'd be cool to see it happen. So I think thank so, you guys. Yeah. Thank you guys for the shout outs and the contacts uh, specifically the emails and the messages on Facebook. We love it. I think this was our busiest week for interaction and it just keeps getting better. So if you do have something you want to contribute to the show, you have show ideas, whatever we will consider it. If, you know, if it's good, we'll put it on the show. Uh, if not, well, thanks anyways. But anyways, everything really has been good that we've received. So uh, you can always yep. email it to us at podcast at com, or you can fill out the contact us on our on our website.
1: It's been almost a daily a daily thing lately. We've been getting, you know, comments either through Facebook, Questions, or Facebook yeah. groups or, yeah, or Instagram messages or emails that have been sent to us. Um, we love it. I mean, that. That's to us. That's great. It's it's feedback. It helps us with the show. It helps us give you more content, more you know, more things to listen to. It's totally. good for it's good for us. It, you know, it helps us a great deal. So right. thank you for that.
0: I think uh, I think I might reach out to a couple of the people that have been contacting us more. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe try to get them on the show. Sure. Uh, just because I mean it doesn't have to. We don't have to be getting. Uh, You know, the – all the manufacturer – we haven't gotten any manufacturers. I think the only other guest we've had was Steve so far. But uh, we have some – we also have some guests coming up. I – I, in the next – well, I think next week will be our next guest Yeah. if all all goes as planned. And I know you were working on a couple of guests. We won't name them yet. We won't name them yet. But we do have guests – more guests coming. Next week should be – we should have another guest. But – uh, it'd be great to hear from some, from some other modelers. So maybe I'll right. reach out to a few of these people. I've been contacting us more to try and get them on the show for a few minutes.
1: That'd be fantastic. I, I'm all about that. Even if it's just for, you know, five minutes or 10 minutes or whatever <laughs> they want to talk about. Yeah. And uh, we will have a couple podcast, questions. For right. I've seen, I mean, I've, You know, online, uh, we're seeing great modelers that, uh, and their works that they're putting on there. They're putting photos up and builds and things that they're doing. And we're checking them out, and they're just amazing. And, um, you know, and you, and you you give each other compliments back and forth, but we're going to try and reach out to some of these people and say, hey, you know what? Let's uh, hey, would you be interested in coming on? Just uh, you know, talk about the, what you do, your techniques, that type of thing. And um, uh, we're going to do that definitely for sure. Yeah, you manufacturers own, out there,
0: you know, you know, come to us. We'll yeah, everyone's got their own uh, different style and uh, and and uh, you yeah. different little uniqueness to it. So it'd be cool to get. Some more modelers on the show right uh, and if you're listening and you're interested in it and you and you've you've seen our stuff and we maybe have been interacting, give us a shout. We'll try and schedule you uh, Yep, we're really not trying to make the show uh, about all about us. We're just you right. know we're at, we're 14 episodes in and, and really it's all been about us except for one episode so far with uh, Stephen. Right. But uh we'd love to hear from some other people and maybe oh. maybe if it works out we can arrange something with you guys just to get on and talk right. about whatever you're working on. It's all about that. It doesn't thing. have to be
1: about manufacturers and
0: and no. uh if we if
1: we get someone on that's great. I mean I'm I'm all about we in fact we have I someone that we have some we're talking to now. But um
0: you know we're the, not kissing
1: nobody's uh, ass either.
0: I think the general idea of the show that from what we started it out as is just to share ideas. Right. Um of what we were working on. It really just started out with what we were working on and all these people start contacting us. So, uh, it, I think it would be more fun to go in the direction of just sharing everyone's ideas. And if, if you're comfortable with getting on and sharing it, give us a shout. Yeah. Yeah. So well about that, that's what Steven did. Really? That's how we got in yeah. touch with him. So and we uh, ended anyways. up making, we ended up making
1: glass windows out of slides from him. And yeah, I got right. some. I got some ideas for my track ballast and a bunch of other stuff. And some scenery so, ideas. Yeah, and I want to talk to him about his. We, we got to get him on again. I want to talk to him about the telephone poles and uh, his and his wiring into the into yeah. the buildings. That type power lines. Okay, that's
0: great. Yeah. So with that, let's move on. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, if you guys are interested in anything we talked about or you have some ideas for the show, um, give us a shout. Podcasts at hoscalecustoms.com or you can hit us up on um, on our website. There's a contact us form or you can just shoot us a Facebook message. We don't really care. We're, we're on all we're on everything all the time. So just give us a yeah. shout. Yep. So we got all that knocked out. Let's move right. into uh, – I think you have a topic that's pretty big this week. Uh, yeah. About, Doing some mi- this ab- this week. about some of the military brand stuff. Well, in-
1: yeah. <clears throat> now that we're talking about that, um, when well, we were talking about uh, the, the people that have contacted us and have been following us or, or the responses that we're getting. And a lot of, there's a lot of people out there that we've been talking to, especially on, on Facebook and some of the Facebook groups uh, on Instagram uh, in particular, um, are military modelers uh, and war gamer people. Uh, but a lot of military modelers, guys that paint tanks and things like that. Now, they're they're interested in what we are making because they're seeing, and I, I, I've spoken to a few, well, I've messaged a few, but I didn't speak to them directly, but I've written back and forth with them. And uh, they're interested in what we do as modelers because we're doing it on a much small, uh, smaller scale. It's, um, you know, we're, we're doing on 187th or, you know, our O scale, which is a little bigger, but it's not necessarily the, you know, scale of what they are. They're, they're, they're much larger in most cases. One sixteenth, one thirty second, one forty eighth. These are the scales that they're generally modeling with tanks and military vehicles and figures and the details that they can put on are astonishing because they are extremely, you know, extremely detailed and extremely, um, it just pops out. Everything pops out, down to the right. eyes on the figures. I mean, these these are really, really good modelers, but they're doing it a larger scale. And I'm not saying it's easier. I'm just saying it's easier to do something larger than it is to do something super small. And so they love what they're seeing, uh, not just from us, but from other model railroaders, um, they're, they like to see that because a lot of the terrain that they do, they do a lot of um, uh, diorama stuff. And right. uh, a lot of their dioramas include, you know, your scenery and groundwork and your, you know, vegetation, that type of thing. So they are taking that and they're looking at what the model river is doing saying, wow, they, you know, these guys got some good stuff. They use a static grass, you know, they have really cool cut stone or, you know, uh, rocks and things in their, in their, in their scenery. They, they love this stuff. Um, how we make roads and how, you know, th- that type of thing. Now they make, but here's what we have to learn. We can take from them as well. And totally. you know, it, some it, of the
0: stuff it, that they do is fantastic. Oh. And they have I, the product for it. And I love—I don't know about you—when I'm when I see the military modelers uh, mm-hmm. posting about when I, they post pictures of like uh, some of the old worn-out vehicles, mm-hmm. I that and bombed-out buildings just oh, some of that stuff badass. just blow, Some of that stuff just blows my mind. And we—I yeah. don't know if I don't know if you remember we we had a uh, we had a buddy. Um, you remember Tyler? Uh, from reenacting yeah who who did uh he did the he did the military modeling and he built a bombed out building out of just uh a zacto knife and that that green insulation and he just painted Uh it the right way and looked amazing and so just some of that stuff just blows my mind with what they do yeah
1: and there's a lot that we can learn from that the bombed out buildings are pretty cool though Oh man! And, well, to, and, it's know, unfortunate a lot of you guys out there already our... do that stuff. Oh I'm yeah. Sorry,
0: what's that, Brett? I was going to say it's unfortunate we can't put a bunch of bombed out buildings on our city, but we're not going <laughs> that
1: direction. <laughs> I can't. I guess you could if you wanted to put like a derelict section of your of your city in there. Yeah. Um. You know, bur- you know. Uh, obviously, I've seen I've seen some model roving where you had burnt down buildings and things like that. Yeah. But what I want to yeah. talk about is the product that's out there. For those military modelers, there are there are some brand names out there that they use and they work with the mediums and things that they that they deal with, paints and and such like that. And I'm going to talk about that a little t- today. Um, it's it, there, there's a bunch of name brands out there. They come in. S- in smaller bottles um, than what you're probably used to with your craft paints and you know things like that you're, that you're fine-scale miniaturizing your, um, your buildings with. Uh, for us, it's HO scale. And we use a lot of craft paints and things like that. We buy them on the cheap and um, on their own sale. It's tougher to get these things on sale, but <clears throat> the products they have are are geared to give them any effect that they need. I mean, literally any effect without a whole lot of work. Now, there's some things you can duplicate by using some of the by using products that, you know, cost less and some of the products you already use. However, you know, there's some name brands out there like AK Interactive which I talked about before. I have a ton of AK Interactive products. This is something I've kind of Dove into a little bit over the last eight months, and um, build up a supply of of different types of products that the military modelers use. Um, mm-hmm. And the, and the key is is being able to take it because it's designed for one sixteenth, one thirty second, one forty eighth. It's designed for a bigger scale. You right. have to be able to you have to be able to break it down as a modeler from model railroading to your scale. And you got to, you know, by doing that, you had to practice with it. And like what I would use, what they would use to build their model, if I use that much, it would gunk it all up because, that's <laughs> what, you know, we're, we're talking real small. I've learned that lesson because I've tried it. And, you know, I want to talk a What's little bit it, about that
0: today. What, how, what, what happens when you don't spin it down? Well, when you don't thin it down, it comes on too thick,
1: it gets on heavy, it covers a lot of detail. Um, it looks unrealistic. Anything that has nicks and grooves, and you know, if you're talking about, um, if you're painting, let's say, a, a metal die-cast part or um, you know, like a, a, a pallet you just, with some barrels and all, things like that, you're going to lose detail if you if you don't thin it down. You lose all the fine edges on it. Right. But it's real easy to thin it down. And even if you do put it on thick, you can still break it down real easy because of the products, the way they're designed. Um, it gives a, their stuff gives a, a natural, a natural feel and it makes it look identical to the things I'm going to describe. And, and it's, it's, it's really neat. It's a really neat mixture. Somebody in these companies has taken in this, in this hobby, in that part of the modeling hobby has taken and done some extensive research on how to produce a paint in mass scale that they can give to to the uh modelers out there, their customers job
0: think about the amount of uh of trial and error that must take that, oh my i would ha- I would hate to have that job yeah which <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. so, okay
1: that'd be an awesome job. Maybe it might be fun, but you know some of the brand names that are out there that you 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 get on there and you look around for it are aka interactive which i mentioned and a lot of these are european countries okay uh they're made you know european they're h- are harder to find here you almost have to order some of these things online uh, there's several places online that sell them some are cheaper than others um there are even some model railroader places that sell some of these products as well some of the model man- railroad manufacturers sell some of their products but right um that you know uh MiG is another one, M I G. Uh they also have a subdivision called Ammo of MIG Jimenez. I don't know what that is, but uh it's ammo of miG. Um Acrylics. Of Vallejo Acrylics. <laughs> Vallejo yeah, Acrylics. I, I've seen them around. Uh-huh. All- I have one of their bottles and uh, another company called Rust All, and they make some rust paints and rust sets that um are very Uh, they have, it's like three bottles and you put on three different types of applications and each one dries. And then by the time you're done with the three, you have this amazing crusty rust stuff. It looks cool. Uh, I haven't tried that, but I've seen, I've seen it. I've seen a video on it actually. Um, uh Pan Pastel is another company. They make a lot of the, you know, your pastels in your in your pigments and things like that. But they make some really cool ones that are designed for weathering uh to represent things like dust and things like that. we're gonna get into that too. Uh Tamiya, they make paints, but they also make models. They also make military models. And um another company called Abtelling Abtelling I I don't know how to pronounce it. It's German, A-B-T-E-I-L-U-N-G-502. And they make a lot of oil weathering paints. Um, they, they're okay. one. So that's, these are some of the big names, and it's out there. But what they produce is really cool because they have stuff that's made for earth and mud and dirt and dust. Um they have oil paints for weathering, like I mentioned, and pastels and pigments. Then they also have water gels that give you different effects, uh, like puddles and still water and foam on the water and splashes and and that type of thing. Now, there's many ways, and we've done them. Uh, Brett has done them um, on getting effects from things you can buy from your art supply store, which we've talked about already. Um, But these things are all, (coughs) pardon me, they are already in that form. I mean, you slap them down and you shape them up and they're ready. Right there. It is. Here you go. There's some foam on the water. Here is some splashes and they're already to go, you know, Um, uh, puddles, Still water. Snow effects. You can create snow effects on on your layout. Now, I personally think it's tough to do <laughs> unless you're going to cover your whole damn layout with snow. It would look kind of <laughs> silly to have it. One little corner well, of your that layout that's snow. But if you're doing a sectional if you're doing a sectional layout like I've seen at, a sh- at some of the shows where you get a club that comes in and you have one guy who makes one section and he comes in and he has his section from end to end is a s- snow scene. That's cool as hell. You know? Um, right. this is a way you can do it. And, it, you know, th- they're, with their products uh, th- th- that are out there for the snow effects, there's all different kinds. There's like six or seven different kinds of snow effects. And I would never
0: have thought that. I thought snow was snow. I'll, um, uh, I'll share a snow technique with you real quick. Um, <coughs> if, if you are shop backing and you shop back all the foam <laughs> beads up on your uh, – <laughs> there you go. From, <laughs> you shop back all the shaved white foam beads up. You can just pour them all over your layout and it makes foam. It makes snow, a I mean. big
1: ass snowflakes, man. I'm just kidding. Okay. Don't do that. Yeah.
0: They are not so, to but- scale.
1: But they make paints that are out there that are water based. Uh, I know I have a set from AK. It's water based. It's called Wood um, Old and Weathered Wood Volume One and Old and Weathered Wood Volume Two, and it comes with like I don't know how many. I think uh, two, three, six, six different shades of wood tones, and in each set. And um, I have both sets, and I think it's important if you're going to do it, you get both sets. They're water-soluble um, acrylic paints. They have uh, – so you would thin them with water. So just like your other paints, and, and maybe you can match them. But they're a little bit thinner than your, uh, your craft store paints. And the reason that is is because they can also be used in your in, in your airbrush. So they're they're airbrushable as well. Um, right. the because they're thinner the nice part about that they're thinner but they don't detract from your when you apply them it doesn't come out like water okay it's thin but they their mixture is really pretty cool and what that what that does is it allows because it's not so thick it allows you to show your detail when you put it on, it'll run into the crevices and cracks of certain things that you want it to. Um, But those old and weather wood sets are neat because they will turn a piece of plastic. Let's say you have a, let's say you have something made out of styrene and you put some scratch marks in it for wood grain or something along that lines. You can turn uh, something that's supposed to be plastic, and you would paint with your craft kit, your craft paints, or something like that, and it may not look really super woody. You know, you may have mm-hmm. to add some chalk pastels, that type of thing, to to bring that out. Now, with this stuff, I did a boat deck, and you can see some of those pictures online on our on our uh, on a sardine boat. I did the deck of that boat with this, and it gave me all different types of tones, and you would apply one over the other. In thin brush strokes And you get this special wood tone And then to add to that You have a Um Another uh, A product called a filter And it is Um Not a It's not acrylic It is um A Sorry uh, Enamel And um but it's a it's a filter and if you mix that together with that as a filter and put it over top and it looks it looks just like yellowish paint or whatever, yellow, brownish paint. They have different kinds of filters for wood. And you put it on and it allows them to blend together. And uh it'll blend all those in a natural way, it'll blend all of your Your colors from the wood set in acrylics together. And it's a, it's, it's a really cool product and uh, it really draws out your, the wood effects. Um, so those are some of the effects, but they have, they make this other stuff called, it's for, it's trains. It's a, a terrain effect. Um, I have one here. It's diorama. What's it called again? It's 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 terrain effects. Oh, okay. Um it's it's a di- it's called diorama series from AK, but um other companies make it as well. Mo Mig M- 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 has a bunch of it as well. They come in little little tubs and when you see them on a picture online, when I first ordered them, I thought I was getting this giant tub of this stuff. <laughs> well, it's not. It's uh 600 it, I'm sorry, it's a 100 milliliters, which is about 3.3 3 ounces. And um so it's not a real big container, but it goes forever you you would do a whole big area of this stuff it's very a lot of their pro- a lot of these products that I'm gonna talk about today are all very very condensed and um you know and, and you can add thinner to them with the exception of this of the, you can even water down those uh, uh those wood paint uh acrylics that I was talking about that are thin yeah. uh, but these uh these products. Um. Are so uh, a bottle is going to last you forever. It's going to last. It's going to last a long time. Let's put it that way.
0: They're not. They're not cheap, but they last. They're not cheap.
1: They're not cheap at all. But they're going to last you. Like I. But some of the things that I that you can get, and they some of them come in bigger tubs, like the asphalt. They have one. This asphalt. You put it down, and you have an asphalt road. Instantly, it's ready to go. You know, it looks like asphalt when you put it down. You have to, you have to spread it out like peanut butter. Right. And, um, you <laughs> know, I, and it's cool. They have another one. It's like concrete. It's the same kind of thing. This is why these kind of products are what makes us military modelers, with the exception of their talent, of course, um, makes their products, uh, makes their models look amazing. And, and, it's, um, all, and it's all adaptable to model railroading. Right, within reason. I'm going to get to that in just a second here. Um, They make another stuff. They make, let's see, I'll go through some of them. For these terrain things that you spread on, they have dry ground, wet ground, beach sand and desert sand, earth, um, rough texture, whatever. I'm not sure what that is. Dry crackle effects, which I have. And wet crackle effects, which I have. And it goes on like mud. You know, you ever see when mud dries out and it cracks? So you can put this on a road, on a dirt road, and you'll have this mud crackle effect when it dries. And it looks, and you can like, you can put some tire prints in it and everything else while it's wet. And then when it finally dries out, you'll go, oh, it'll look like an old dirt road with crackled mud. It's pretty cool. Or you can keep it looking wet by using the wet crackle effect and you'll have the road look like it's fresh mud, you know? They have something called fresh mud. Uh, It's not even that. It's just called fresh mud. Um, It's splatter effects and dirt. uh, Splatter effects, dirt, dry, light soil, whatever that, i do not sure what that is, Uh, thick, turned earth, and... um, Moist ground, so it looks like it just freshly rained on the ground, okay, and and that's when you put it down and it dries, it looks like it's still wet, but it not real, not like muddy wet, just like like the ground, like the, when you have dry earth and it rains for like 20 minutes and it just soaks a little bit, that's what you get, and um, yeah, they have another one called uh, loose ground, and when you put it down and it dries out, it dries out, and it looks like loose gravel. But it's not loose at all. It's actually affixed to whatever you put it, you know, whatever you applied it to. Right. Um, turn dirt. So if you're doing a farm, you can make it look like the the earth's been turned up from a plow or whatever. Uh, Just amazing stuff that's out there. Wet and dry mud. So those are, those are those terrain effects that are out there. Um, you know and it's not just like i said i use ak cuz i've you know i found a cheap place to buy it and i wish i could share it with you but i don't want to do that i don't want to pay lip service to any one company um but it's um you know you're talking anywhere from 4 to 5 dollars a bottle for some of the smaller bottles and for some of those tubs you're talking anywhere from 7 to 10 dollars but like I said, they're going to last you a long time, and you, you just don't order fifty of them um, at a time. You order what you need, you know, and then you'll have once you use it once or twice, and you'll you know you want to try another one. You'll order some more, maybe on another right. model, well, and and the nice, um, and nice and thing you'll always w- have left over.
0: And the nice thing, as it sounds from the way you've explained it, is um, you can thin a lot of these things out to make them last a lot longer.
1: Right, right. Now, those things that I talked about, the terrain things, Brett, you can't thin them out. No, no, uh, no, no, no. no. no I they're, meant, they're, I meant, they're made I meant for s-
0: textures. I meant some of the weathering products from these same yeah. companies.
1: Right. You're right. Now, I'm going to get to them, too. That's, that's probably even the biggest thing for us as modelers, as model railroaders. <coughs> uh, but I want to talk about the uh, another part of in also in tubs, they have these other things or textures. They're made by Mig, I believe. that has these um, or Valle- Vallejo. Um, they have stucco. Okay, now you can get stucco by the way from Liquitex at the art store, and it works the same way. But they have stucco. They have white stone paste, Puma stone. <coughs> I'm sorry. <clears throat> that was so dry. Same Puma Stone was so dry that it made me cough. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> lava Earth. Sandy, pasty Earth. Crumble. Oh, this is one that I, I, I've I got to order it and try it. Crushed Grass. Like when a car or truck drives over grass and it's oh, crushed, yeah. they have this stuff called Crushed Grass. I want to order it just to see what the hell it is. It might already <laughs> be that and I'm stuck with this tub of this stuff. Okay? <laughs> but... Mud and grass. I, I think for me, the biggest thing is the exploration of it, getting it right. and then trying it out and saying, "Oh, that's cool" or "That sucks," you know. Um, but oh, those are those are some of the textured things that they have out there. Now they have, um, and they have a ton of other things. These textures, um, pastes that they have, from what I understand, you can spread them out. And then shape them and carve them and whatever, and you'll get when it dries, you'll get the stucco, the you know the white stone, the puma stone, the lava earth. I don't know where you' need lava earth too much, but um it's um you know if, and then now I want to talk to you about the effects, the effects for us model railroaders. these are the perfect things for us to use um, to get to get instant effects. Now you can do some of this already on your own with oil paints, even with your craft paints. Okay. Just by thinning them out and keep thinning them out with water and, um, you know, drawing your streaks and, you know, these are streaks and grime and stuff like that. And it can be reproduced with other paints, especially, especially your oil paints, um, just by putting paint thinner on it and drawing it out. Okay. But these are ready to rock. They're ready to rock right now, just out of the jar, which is cool, you know. And all you would do is you use what is called white spirits or mineral spirits, and they call them white spirits, and they want to charge you. <clears throat> don't buy them. Buy, buy that at Kmart. You buy it in a big giant jar. It looks like um, I don't know. It might be you know twenty ounces, and you'll get that for like six bucks, and you can. It's the same thing. It's mineral spirits. Um, They call them white spirits, and they put them on a little two-ounce jar, and they charge you $7 for it. So, But this is what you use to break them down. It's the exact same thing. I use mineral spirits. It works wonderful. But these things are already ready to rock and already color-matched, exactly what you need. It's instantaneous for me to grab it, saying, oh, you know what? I want to put some engine oil on this on this, uh, it's like leaky engine oil spots on this concrete road. You know, I just get the engine oil and I drop a couple tiny little drops on and then put some white mineral spirits on it and spread it with a paintbrush to where I want it. And you kind of push the, they're, they're I guess they're, um, deposits or, or, um, uh, you stuff know, pigments yeah and you're pushing them around to the spots you want them very you know you got to play with it and um but they're ready to go it's already the color mixture and when it dries it looks like you got an oil stain there it may you can make it look like an old oil stain has been faded out or you can make it look like a fresh one and it's ready to go and uh, you don't have to sit there and go what the hell paints do i have to mix to get an oil stain done you know um, but these are these are what they have in effects, and I use all of these pretty much because I went out and I bought as many of these as I possibly could over the last eight months. But right. streaking grime, rust streaks, fuel stains, slimy green—I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna go back to that. We're gonna leave that go the slimy green, <laughs> um, wet effects and uh, wet effects fluid. Uh, it makes what, <laughs> whatever you put it on, make it looks like it's wet, you know, like it been rained on or whatever engine grime, fresh engine oil, streaking grime for, uh, ships streaking salt for ships. So like, if you have a boat in your Harbor, like we do, and you want to put some salt streaks on it, boom, this is it. You know, when it dries, it's going to even look like, like grainy salt sh- streaks. It's cool. Um, they have another one for rain marks, of all things. Diesel stains, petrol spills, engine soot, moss, like moss, decay, and dust deposits. Um, the slimy green stuff I want to go back to. I've used it extensively on the bottom of buildings, along the bases of the bottom of the buildings, to show mildew and grime. Uh, mildew and, you know, uh, that green. Yeah, mildew. A pollen, that type of thing. <laughs> and I'll put it on to the bottom boards on a clapboard siding building. And then you can make that as thin or as dark as you like. And you'll get a really cool, cool effect. It actually looks like when you have pollen stuck on your, you know, aluminum siding at your house. You know, <coughs> vinyl siding I guess everybody has now. So um you know, it is it is a really cool ready to go product. They have that in dark and light. Um, and it's made by several different manufacturers. So I'm not going to give, again, I'm not going to pay homage to one particular one. Um, cause they all have most all of these you can buy from several different companies. Um, rust, uh, is a big one. I'm going to get on the rust cause that's our favorite thing. Okay. I so love those are the rust. things that we were talking about. To me, those were staple things I just listed. Those are things that model rotors can use in a lot of different ways. You know, even on your, even on your, engines themselves. Oh, so I don't know much about railroad engines. I have we have them. They run. We've talked about that before. But man, if I want to put on some some spilled oil or you know, soot or whatever, man, this is the you know product know should he is.
0: Do? What? We should we should take some uh, off of the layout. We should create a couple little uh test environments. Yeah. And since you have since you have most, you have a, a large number of these products that we've talked about uh, mm-hmm. or, or not a large number, but you have a, you have a bunch mm-hmm. we should create uh almost mini dioramas and over the next week or two and show people how they work
1: oh let's see, let's see what we can let's see what we can do
0: in our time frame with well, all we yeah, have I mean, yeah I mean, obviously we're not going to you can't do everything in, no but I can a show week, a couple of the a products week. no but but I'm saying over the next you know once a week we could take some of these products that you've been mentioning, and yeah. uh, just just create up a even if it's just a little six inch by six inch area to show yeah. uh, a road. You could right. you could you could demo up a piece of a road or demo up mm-hmm. you know, demo up a road to show oil streaks or, or show uh, um, any of these things we've talked about. Right. Really, uh, just to, and it doesn't have to be on a boat to show the salt grime, or right. the, the salt the salt streaks, but. It'd be cool Oops. to uh, to show people how these things work and kind of give a little bit of a demo mm-hmm. uh, on 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 even if it's on a basic application. Right.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's a great idea.
0: I'll, I'll I'll work on that.
1: Yeah. Um. Okay. So let's go to our favorite thing to do is Rust. We are Rust. 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 We are Rust. We are Rust freakazoids. We love Rust. Okay. So
0: I actually painted my whole house with. Uh, <laughs> with terracotta dry brush so that way it looked rusty. <laughs> and I dust, so, uh, I, put, I put weathering pigments on the entire outside and I sprayed it with clear coat uh, mm-hmm. just to just to make my house look weathered.
1: Well, I'm telling you, they have they have the rust products out there for these guys and it's neat they're already in the perfect shades. You don't just get like some rust paint out of this. You get some paint and when it dries it looks – man, it looks like the chalky, rusty, and different tones. You can mix them together and get like a a, a whole – the darker on the bottom with the medium rust in, in the middle, and then the dead middle, like a bright rust, you know? And right. it, it just – and it really just pops. Plus, it gives it layers. And we talked about layers in the past, but it gives you – some it gives depth. you a little texture to it other than just the color of rust. Uh, um, so you have that. You have streaking rust where you can just put on a little tiny drop or a line across the top of, uh, I don't know, uh, at the top of your wall. Okay. And then you take your mineral spirits and you just drag it down. And lighten it out. And you can make it as light or as dark as you want. I like to make them super light. And then they just show like a faded rust line that comes down the side of your wall, you know, right underneath a stove pipe or something along that lines. And um, these are great. Now, you can do that with, uh, with paints and things like that, too. However, it can't always control the the light and darkness of it, because a lot of the paints that you're using are craft paints and you'll, you be using water with that. So what happens when will, you put water on your board, you, you'll, you'll, you'll warp your board, you'll change the tone. Uh, you'll, you'll, I will, I will argue with that with
0: you on one point. Okay. Was, yeah, do it. And, 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 and I've had success with it, with some streaking on my latest, uh, two of my latest kits. Um, well, I'm sorry. One was a kit. One was a blue slipper. The other one was mm-hmm. a scratch build. I actually took chalk, weathering pigment, which is weathering pigments. It's just my ground down chalk. But uh, mm-hmm. I took my orange and brown colored chalks, and I put a tiny, tiny bit of the chalk dust on the wall. Mm-hmm. And I used um, alcohol. Okay. The, I used isopropyl alcohol, and I mm-hmm. dabbed it on and let it run down the side of the building, and it worked it worked awesome. So and it, I forgot. And it, and it create, you can
1: do that too.
0: It created And It a looks fine, amazing. And it, it created a fine little streak. And I'm not trying to take away from what you're saying. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that's just a, it's just an alternative.
1: It can be reproduced, and that's one great way to do it. What you're saying with the ice purple alcohol and the and any of your, of your p- pastel pigment chalks. You can change you can do amazing stains and, and such such with that, just like you're talking about. And you it's, will reproduce these same results that I'm talking it's about only, with you. It's
0: only an alternative and it doesn't it, and it still doesn't look the same as the as what you're talking about, the product you're right. talking about. But mm-hmm. it's uh it's a close match.
1: Right. So right. it's but it's so, definitely different.
0: So one of the things that I
1: have w- that I use with the rust though is and you can't reproduce this. It's called corrosion texture, okay. And it it's like it's in that little jar that I was talking about with the terrain effects. It's in the the looks like a tub, and you got to spread it on. And it's like peanut butter, except it's granular, and and this is where you got to be. This is where you got to learn how to break things down. And you'll spread it on, and you'll move it around, and. Spread it. You had to spread it super duper thin because remember this is made for large scale. So if I put it the first time I did it and I put it on, I went, "Oh my god, it looks like it looks like it has an extra growth on the side of the whatever metal thing I was putting on there." It didn't, mm-hmm. but this corrosion texture comes in a almost a maroonish color, um a dark rust color, and it would be. Like oxide, I guess, would be the color, and it has, it, it, it like I said, is you spread it on, and when it dries, it gives you the granular texture, like the flaking rust and corrosion you would get on, like, an old car vehicle or something like that. You just have to learn how very thin to put it on, and as a result, you will have this tub of corrosion for the next 20 years, that's how thin you had to spread this stuff out. Okay. But it looks, it looks absolutely incredible. I, I right. have some stuff I've done that already, and I will try and put them into what Brett was talking about where we um, come up with. Uh, some displays to show you what some of these products can do. So that's a corrosion texture. Now, the cool thing is you mix that. You don't just put that corrosion on in in the oxide color because then it'll look dumb. It's just one flat, dark, maroon color. You need to mix some of these rust deposits and things in the different shades that I was talking about earlier. You put them and you paint over top of it or paint inside it, just kind of dab it, and you'll add this. You know, different rust shades to it, and it looks really cool. Like I said, these are things you need to play with. They have another one called a rust wash. I use one called a light rust wash. I did it last night. I had a a bin. uh, It's a wooden bin. It was full of, like, uh, metal parts. It's a cast resin piece that was made... by Rusty Rails and uh, it's a beautiful well detailed cast resin resin and they're not expensive at all. Um and I painted that last night and in the ins- all the junk on the inside, I put some black in there and mixed it with some uh, uh it wasn't like a thinned out black or um yeah and and then I put in like uh like a a, a tin uh tin colored uh, a matte tin, not not the shiny gloss tin. Matte tin color uh, acrylic paint from a craft store, and mix a little black and just let it dry. And yeah. then I took this rust street, this rust wash, put it in on top, and just let it flow down in through, uh, like you know, um, it, you you put it in and just kind of let the the rust wash wash into the crevices, um, capillary style. And it just kind of went in and did its, 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 thing. And then when it dried, it gave a really cool rusty pile of junk look. And everything was about the same shades, but it, it was well defined. It really looked cool. Um, so these are things that you can do with rust. They have a million rust products. There's rust sets out there where they, you can buy the whole set and it gives you all the rust products you need right in that set for like 15, 20 bucks. Um, um if you hear that noise that's me turning my page here cuz I have a lot of notes. Um then I have a big pile of special stuff that, I, that they that these companies make. I have one called Gauzy Agent. It looks like skim mil- it looks like skin milk in a little tiny baby bottle. Um and it's called a shine enhancer. So let's say you're doing a red light. Uh you're painting uh white metal cast red light. And you paint the red, the yellow, and the green on the red light, and you paint the outside casing around it, and and uh, you want, but you want your, you want it to look like a glass coating over top of the red, yellow, and green light. You use this gauzy agent, and you just kind of paint it on, and let it dry, and when it does, it'll look like gla- a glass over top. It's 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 wild. It's a uh, they make that uh, they have uh, matte varnish. But like I said, you can get that stuff as well and, and probably much cheaper at a craft store. Um, they also have this other bottle of stuff called metal burnishing. It's a it looks like blue Aid in a clear bottle. And I do not recommend you to drink this. You are going to die, okay, if you do. <laughs> uh, it's a, you, you are. Uh, it's, a, it's very corrosive. Um, it's like the etching stuff. I put on rubber gloves and gla- and safety glasses when I do this. I pour a little into a plastic cup. Remarkably, it does nothing to the plastic cup. And then I take a one of the white metal castings that you get with, with you know, like a, like a roof vent or something like that. And you just take your tweezers and drop it down in and stir it around a little bit for about 10 seconds and pull it out, 10, 10 maybe too long. And you pull it out and just sit it on a paper towel, and it instantly blackens and gets corrosive looking. And uh, you've, seen that, you've seen how they looked, Brett, when I did them. Um, and they make yeah. that product too. It is awesome to use on some of that stuff. It instantly ages your metals, uh, anything metal, and uh, it's it's really cool. That's a cool thing to look into. And um, then the other things that they have, and I want to talk to, and we're going to wrap this part up, um, yeah. are w- worn effects, and um, they have a thing called worn effects, and they have another thing called heavy chipping, and they're just clear bottles, but you, it's kind of like when you use hairspray on a vehicle and you, you put the, you know, you use the hairspray with the paint and then you can chip it away and you can get, well, this is the same kind of thing. You put a couple layer, you put your base coat on, then you, you put this, uh, heavy chipping or heavy, uh, worn effects. I like using the worn effects better. And, um, you put the worn effects on and then put your top coat on and then you could take, um, a small, like a toothbrush or a small bristle brush, small bristle brush, a heart, but hard bristle. And you just kind of brush it away once it's all dry and it'll, you'll get the, you know, the the spots of the paint peeling uh, on a vehicle and and showing the rust underneath. If you do the rust undercoat and that's a cool product as well. Uh, They have, they have a lot of that kind of stuff. Get on there, get online, check this stuff out, you know, yeah, you know, I'm not saying buy the the farm on this. I'm just saying try a couple of their products, see what kind of things you can do with the effects. Um, obviously, you can reproduce them. You don't have to go to the military modeling route. You can go to the craft store and find these other products. They're made by folk art. They're called painted finishes. They have them in barn wood. They're they're cheap and big bottles. Concrete rust. They have one by rust now. It also has little granular pieces in it. It is also on the thick side so you got to kind of play with it because it's made for outdoor finishes okay but they also have another one called moss light moss. Um, you could check into them they're probably six bucks a bottle, a five six bucks a bottle. Um, and then they also make pro- uh, products called chalk in folk art. Um, and there's a lot of different companies out there in the craft store that make chalk paints. Toy with them as well. You'll find that you'll get different textures out of them, um, yeah, and it'll be great for painting things like you know, when you put the stucco down. To paint the stucco with the chalk paint, it's a really uh-huh. neat combo. Um, but that's it. That's what I got today on that stuff, and uh, uh, I kind of want to get off. It of we're gonna eat up a lot of time. So
0: that's all right. No, we we we. Uh, well, I think we covered that pretty th- pretty thoroughly, yeah, extensively. Um, but, but you it's know good what yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. Um, it needed to be covered. Uh, it, it, a new I military think it, miler? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think it's a – it's something that I know we've overlooked um, in the beginning Yeah. as far as what we could use to add some depth and detail to our models. But right. it, definitely, it definitely is a niche in mm-hmm. the fine-scale modeling world that I don't think is – I don't see it around very much. Uh yeah. Maybe a lot of other people are using it. We just don't know about it. Right. But it's but it's it's good stuff, and it adds a lot of it adds a lot of cool depth and texture to
1: your models. Right. Right. And I want to thank the military modelers out there for some of the awesome <laughs> things you've shared with me. Yeah. Um, also, I'm going to actually try because I'm intrigued now. I'm actually going to try a military uh, small diorama of my own at some what point. What are you going to try? Yeah, I am. I want to definitely try it out. I'm gonna build a tank or some shit like that. I don't know. And then um, I'm going to also, <laughs> uh, I also, for that matter, in railroading, I want to try some O scale stuff, uh, just some what? just for my own an O scale model of some type. And if if not, just to sit on my shelf, you know. Uh, but yeah. I want to try it because uh, I, yeah, you, know, you can do some amazing detail
0: work on on a larger scale. I so, actually even thought about. I have an old dining. This is the opposite end of the spectrum. I have that old dining room table that we got as a hand-me-down when Kristen mm-hmm. and I moved into the house, and uh, we've since bought a new kitchen table. Mm-hmm. And I thought about putting a small end scale layout on that. Oh, cool! So it's yeah. like it's, it's, it's here fun in my to basement. toy with
1: all the different ones, different sizes.
0: Well, and that would be cool because it's like a it's a circle it's a circular dining room table. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, with the leaf out, it's circular, and it's probably four feet around the whole way around. It's mm-hmm. four feet, uh, four foot wide circular table, and it would be a fun little tiny a small project to work on for n scale just to see yeah. what I could do. You know, yeah, just ta- just tinkering around with n scale because I know we've had some people contact us about some N-Scale scale. Modeling, and uh, I know our our Facebook our, our Facebook page and our website is HO Scale Customs, which we didn't really have the foresight a year or two ago to to uh, think outside yeah. of our scale, which we might. Right. Eh, who cares? It is what it is now. Yeah. HO we scale we do layout. focus
1: on HO. For us personally, so that's kind of why we set it up that way without, like you said, without any foresight into it. But I think we're about everything, man.
0: Hindsight being twenty twenty, I would have probably named it just like Scale Customs. But it's over with; it's done with. We picked our name, and uh, we're we're just we're trying to just do everything. So I think uh, I think in the next year or so, I might try to start a small side project of a a little tiny tabletop end scale uh, layout. Yeah. But that's down the road. That's that's, that's otherwise. Cool. So all right, we are we're definitely trying to be diverse here. So let's. I think I think you. Uh, we're gonna switch topics here. I think you had said that uh, you you had a beef that you. I were, do have a beef. <laughs> i have a what, beef what's okay. your beef i was i well, was laughing when you told me about it because it's just it's just before too I funny get into my
1: beef i want to get into real quick and i'll make this as quick as possible <clears throat> the um into one of the facebook groups i don't know who it was i'm sorry that i didn't write your name down i i gotta get better debt. um but this person asked me um, in the in the group on a, on one of our posts that I was doing about paintbrushing uh, paint brushes, and paint um, brushing. I did a yeah, paintbrushing uh, how to take care <laughs> of them and everything else. I I did that. Uh, I did an article on it, and I also did uh, we did a section on the podcast about that. But his question was, what type of brushes do I like to use? What brands? He said of the good brushes that I buy, which ones do I like? Um, the answer to that is, I love the Princeton brushes that you get at the at the art supply stores um, or craft stores in the art section—they um, are a little more expensive. I do like them; they do handle really well for me. I do use the spotters. Um, I love the liners and um, the detail brushes, and I like the, the also the small handle brushes. They're like little mini brushes, um, and I and I don't mind paying. A couple extra dollars for my paintbrushes. Not everybody's like that, and I don't expect anybody to be like that. I have plenty <laughs> of cheap brushes too. Um real quick. and when they're all special, I'll grab a
0: pack up when they're cheap. But Hey, hey, real, real quick, I found out who that was. It was uh Steven and he reached out on one of our Facebook posts. Okay. Okay, so Steven there
1: that's that's uh what I you know, that's that's what I put, you know. I believe uh I I gave some sizes. What sizes did I have down? Um oh Five. I like the O fives, the 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 O tens, twenties. In this, in the liners, I like the real long, super duper thin liners, and they're long. Um, they do real well for me for detail painting. Um, those are the the very very thin brushes are what I like. Right. Now, can I now to my beef? Here's my beef. Well, did you did you
0: say real quick? Did you did you uh, say that you had? Uh, on the podcast here that the citadel brushes were your favorite citadel yeah
1: no somebody else said they like citadel brushes
0: oh i'm sorry i'm sorry no that Stephen was another steven said that the citadel brushes yes. were his favorite and, and they're okay. for
1: wargaming and um yes. and they do apparently i have not used them but i've heard from other people that they are amazing brushes to use i don't know if I you apologize. can even find them anymore a lot of your wargaming companies that make they make their own paints uh they make their like it's a name brand of wargaming figures and right. such uh, i don't do that but they you know they're they uh they had their own paints they had their own I gotta brushes i ask you something
0: though real quick mm-hmm. uh and this is not about paint brushes i i was looking at the picture that you sent to steven and i mean yeah the picture that you sent to steven in there yeah, there's to, in there why do you have hockey pucks sitting on your cutting mat? <laughs> hockey pucks? We have two I we have have two rubber hockey pucks, like have, ice hockey pucks, sitting on your, I have, out, on your I bench. I actually have
1: 12 hockey pucks sitting here. Okay? <laughs> and I I have a stack of hockey pucks. And I use them as weights for weighing ah, things down. They're, that's a good they're idea. perfect. And if I need a little extra weight, I can put an extra hockey puck on.
0: They're I got, nice. I have, like, they're
1: round. <laughs> you can put them on turns and curves and, and, and uh, on edges. And they're heavy. I have, that's right.
0: I have like ten ice hockey pucks sitting here in my basement, and I never yep. even thought about doing that.
1: Well, we are, we're a hockey family, so we have lots of hockey pucks and that's just- They're you know, just sitting tw- here. I have twelve of them here. I have sit- a bucket of them somewhere.
0: They're just sitting here like decorations, just sitting, here, just staring at me, and I never even thought about using them as weights. That's, a, that's yeah, the use best them thing as I've weights. ever. Ah, so, <laughs> so I there had you to go. as a tool for
1: the day. But
0: hey, the tool my of the beef, day, please. It, the- the tool of the day is
1: hockey pucks, fellas. There you go. I had another tool, but we're going to just use the hockey pucks. We're running out of time. <laughs> um, the other, <coughs> the other thing was my beef. Please, can I? Okay, when I go to the craft store and I buy paint brushes, my paint brushes, and I recommend anybody to buy that buys their brushes at the store. Um, when they get them, a lot of times they will have the try and get them with the plastic round. Um, tubes that slide over the bristles and uh, they're they're great they help keep your shape of your brush they help keep them preserved they're great to have my beef is when I go to the damn store they're never on the half of them are missing them I don't, I don't know who's taking them. Somebody out there is taking the damn <laughs> plastic covers. So I got to take them from other ones to put on the ones I want. You know, and I've even, I'm not, I'm going to go so far as to say I've taken them from one brand of brush and put them on another brand of brush because they're just plastic clear tubes. But, I want my, I want mine, and if there's none there, I've already gone to the – they probably think I'm an ass, but I uh, probably <laughs> am. But I'm going to the front counter and said, hey, I need plastic tube covers for these. And I don't know if they have them somewhere or whatever, but the lady went in the back room, and she came back, and she had out a couple of the ones I needed, and I slid them on. And they, they, they hold up. They make my brush hold up better. Um, I don't know where they're going, and I have a beef with that. Somebody is taking them all and, and hoarding the, uh... them. I'm guessing somebody buys them and then they pocket all the extra little plastic things. And I can't imagine why somebody would do that, you know, inconsiderate bastards. But, uh, anyhow, (laughs) 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 I'm that, by the way, you people, I'm, I'm that guy from the grand Torino, uh, movie, uh, Oh. Uh, get off my lawn! I'm that guy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anyhow.
0: Oh my but, gosh. Uh,
1: <laughs> Clint Eastwood's uh, Grand Dorito. That, that's uh, I can be that way at times, and I apologize for that ahead of time. That's um, all right. And that's my beef, man. I want to, you know, yeah. You know, when you go there, make sure you get your plastic tubes for on your paintbrushes Okay. Uh, all right. Now, my detail w- part. What? Uh, you want to save the detail party? Want to wrap it up or what?
0: Oh we're only at an hour. We're only at an hour and seven minutes. I think it'd be funnier to uh, let's 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 uh, let's ditch the script for the for the remainder okay. of this. Uh, let's ditch the script for the remainder of this podcast and let's talk about. That uh, was me throwing the
1: clipboard on the floor. Go ahead. Let's talk
0: about your <laughs> your palette fetish.
1: Oh, my palette fetish! All right, what's this As all, we all about? Know, I like to paint, so. Every time I go to the store, the craft store, with my coupon, okay, what I like to do is inevitably I will walk out of the store and I will have bought a palette, a paint palette. The little white paint palettes. I've got stacks of them, all different kinds. i do it's a it's a fetish of mine i have to have the paint palettes and uh i i have round ones with lots of little cups in them i've got the big cups they look uh you can you know great for mixing paint in i got the flat palette it's completely flat and you can you know it's great for mixing oil paints on easy to clean up it's, got, it's huge it takes I've, up half my workbench mm-hmm. i have one palette oh my god i got I, I got nine in my view right now that I can see. <laughs> and then I got a hook here. And hanging on the hook is these little mini pallets, and they're stackable. And they have a hole in them already for the hook. And I got these, I believe, at AC Moore. They have um, six little – they're just little – they fit in the palm of my hand. They have six cups. They're hangable, easily to wash. All these are plastic and easy to wash. Um, and – I've got three, six, eight of those. And uh <laughs> but they're nice. And when you dirty up, you know, you fill six colors into it and let's say you're painting figures and you've you know, you you want a bunch of different shades, and then when you're done, you just kinda toss it off to the side to wash up when you're done, and you grab another fresh one. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a problem I have. I can't help it. I can't help myself. I go there and the reason I buy them is because they're like a buck or two. You can buy some of the small ones for a buck or two. Uh, some of the big ones are maybe three bucks. And if I have a coupon, oh, it's half that dang. price. So it's a buck and a half for, for the more expensive ones. If you, you got have a coupon.
0: You're yeah. gonna have to go to you're gonna have to go to paint pallets. Paint pallets got, Anonymous. I need, yeah, I need a ten step, a
1: twelve step program or whatever they call. We it. Need a, we need to
0: have an intervention for your paint palette yeah, problem.
1: Yeah, I, I, I just love them. I mean, there's some odd shaped ones I have here, and they're always filled. I got,
0: I use them. I use every one of. them. I, I will admit I'm a little bit jealous because I have one small round pellet palette. <laughs> I'm sorry, and. Uh, and it, it has been through the ringer. I've put it in the dishwasher. I've used my Zacto knife to scrape all the paint out of it. It, it. Right now, it's got paint in it, and I'm actually picking it out with my finger. Because well, next time thing. you
1: stop by your old man's house, you come by, I'll I'll hook you up with a couple. I can spare. I, uh, I got how, stack about just, how about I just go buy a here. dollar paint palette? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll chill. But. Yeah, I, I, I do have that problem. I always walk out and I always grab on my way out. I didn't even come
0: for that. I came for something else and I walk out with a pallet. You know, well, I'll the- just let you know that we're all here for you. If you have a problem with your paint pallets, uh, everyone, <laughs> me and the listeners included, we're all here to – you know counsel you on your on your PayPal problem. <laughs> then, it, the, <laughs> then it, like after 2 or 3 days use, I uh,
1: had to stop and uh, uh, and I you love this as much as I do. We've talked about this before is we talked about it on here before is instead of washing them up, you can at that point you can pick them out with your oh, fingernail. Yeah. I, and I just, was just doing and that. And come as up we're in a club. Yeah, they come up in one solid piece and it's clean. You know?
0: I do throw but, it in
1: the dishwasher uh, periodically. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, the other thing is if you use these things, uh, earlier I was talking about these AK paints and the ones that are in enamel, Yeah, you're, you're not going to be picking it out with your fingernail. You need to clean them up right away. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yep, yep. So that's it. That's it. I. That's all I got today, man. That's it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, um, we're, uh, yeah,
0: I think- we're. Yeah, we're good. I think we covered a bunch. Um, we really, we really hammered down on the, uh, on the detailing products from the military side that mm-hmm. we can that we can definitely reuse for, um, you know, model railroading. And right. uh, it, we you know we went a little bit off script this week, but I think it was good. I think it was a change of pace. If you
1: uh, don't, if you don't use the military things, let me just say this final thing: <laughs> if you don't use the military paints, you don't order them. That's fine. But do yourself a favor. Go get online and look at right. some of these models that these guys are making. Get ideas from it. You can get ideas from seeing some of the work that they do. It's not. It's not model railroad. It's not your normal model railroading. It's. Right. It's. It's. But it's on the same level, or in some cases, in some cases, it's it's above our level. It's it's amazing it's above what they've some done.
0: More stuff we've ever done. I know that yeah. some of that
1: stuff is insane. Yeah, and, and and you know, and you can appreciate it, and not only that, you'll draw ideas from it. Right. You know, always try and cool. draw ideas.
0: Well, um, I think uh, I think we're going to wrap it up for the week. You know, hey. uh, uh, we covered a lot. I think we got a lot of good tips in there this week for some stuff we haven't really touched on mm-hmm. previously. Um, right. Next next week we will probably have a special I say probably It's like a 99% chance We're going to have a special guest uh, On our show I think some of you might have seen him He's probably listening to our show I hope he's listening to our show I think he has yep. Yep. Um, he, I'm pretty sure he has So we will, uh, we will Join you guys next week With a special guest We are as and the usual contest. We'll have only- details
1: on the contest next week
0: Yeah, and we will come up with something. I don't know what we're going to give away. We'll we'll come up with details. We don't know when the contest will start, but we will give everyone some information next week about the contest. Uh, As far as that goes, I think that's all we got to talk about. So join us next week for a new special guest on the show. Like we said earlier, if you have an idea for the show or you think you you want to be on the show with – and to talk about something that we haven't covered yet, uh, give us a shout. If it's a fit, we will consider having you on the show. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're just trying to expand some of the topics and it's always hard to come up with a new topic every week. So a fresh mind might be, a, or a fresh set of ideas might be great on the show. So we'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. Please chime and, in. You know, the typical closing, we're always on Facebook. We're always on Instagram. We got a Pinterest. We got our website. There'll be some blog posts coming out in the next day or two, as well as this new podcast. And, uh, like we said earlier, hit us up on patreon.com forward slash HO scale customs. If you love our show, you can become a patron of the show, get some cool stuff, help us keep this running because, you know, we're right now we're doing it out of our own pocket. And, uh, you know, it'd, it'd be something cool. And we're model
1: railroaders, and we don't have much money like all the rest of you. Like we're all that <laughs> we're all in the same boat here, you know. But we don't care. And we guard us. We are gonna stay on, and yeah, uh, we, love it, po- we love we love doing this.
0: A, if we don't ever get a patron, whatever, screw it. But uh, yeah. we just thought it'd be something cool because you know, and and we're, and we're not just asking for it to uh, to make money. Obviously, if you see the amounts that the levels that we're asking. For monthly amounts. We're not going to make a living off of this. We're just trying to help cover some costs and, and become, by becoming a patron we're trying to create a community environment of all of our right. listeners where they can, where where our listeners can get on and kind of chat with each other. So, right. uh, or, or you know, to kind of know each other a little bit better. Kind of bring all the listeners together into a central location. Yeah. But uh, with that, I think we're going to sign off for the week. Uh, unless you have anything else to add. I'm good. I'm real good. Cool. All right. Well, we will get this uh, wrapped up for the week. I hope everyone has a good weekend. Enjoy listening to our podcast. Hit us up on all the usuals. Like us on Facebook already. If you are, I mean, if you haven't already, like us on Facebook. Um, Our Instagram's killing it. And uh, adios, folks. See you, fine-scale freaks. We're out of here.